Black Widow we're going to review. We'll just start with the non-spoiler and then we'll get into some spoilers. I would say that it is definitely worth the wait um, to see an, another big production on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that I think you definitely have to see in theaters. Um, watching it on the small screen is not going to do it justice. Um, there's a lot of action. It's very much um, it's very much like a kind of like a born movie or like a James Bond movie almost like mm. a current James Bond movie. Yeah. But um, I will say that I was very impressed with the cast. Um, David Harbour, I, I love him in every, anything that he's in. He's great. Rachel Weisz, it was good to see her back on the screen. Uh, Florence Pugh did an amazing job. Yes. And I really, I really, really hope they utilize her more in the MCU coming up. I which agree. It kind of looks like they do, mm-hmm. or kind of looks like they will. But um, I don't know. I'd say overall, like four out of five stars, solid. Yeah, I'm pretty much there too. Uh, you know, there was some issues I had. I, I wish we would have got this sooner. Uh, it's kind of not necessarily messy. I don't know if it's the right word. It's just, it's hard to pinpoint when this takes place if you don't know going in. Yeah. Um, I even forgot at times where we were. <laughs> it's not a spoiler. It takes place between Civil War and Infinity War. So yes. that might help a lot of you out there if you haven't seen the film yet. But yeah, I, I agree with Bill. It's definitely worth seeing in the cinema. You could pay 30 bucks to see it on Disney+. Plus. Not going to be quite the same experience, but, you know, I, I get things can be costly. You know, you I still have not paid to see one of the Disney premiere accesses, so I don't know how long you get the film for if it's 24 hours. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing it's good about when you, you know, like I paid 20 bucks to see, for instance, Bill and Ted uh, Face the Music because I wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. And I had I had time to see it many times before it expired. So I think that's worth it if you want to see it again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, out of yeah, convenience, think, uh, yeah, it might be the best option for you. Who knows? But yeah, theater-wise, definitely worth it. I think it's important to go see movies like this in the theater, just if nothing else, to support the yes. your local cinema. Absolutely. You know, um, they've been, there's been several, bit, several businesses and type of businesses that have been hit the hardest with the pandemic and, I think theaters are one of the biggest ones that's on the, you know, sort of been on the proverbial chopping block. Yes. So um, I would definitely say go support your local theater to see it. Agreed. But yeah, it was, uh, especially with as action heavy as it is, like it's, there's, you can't beat seeing it and, you know, Dolby surround sound and like feeling every punch and explosion and everything else. So. Yeah, it's definitely worth um, returning to the cinema, which is what I did. I, I haven't been back since the pandemic started. Yeah. This was my first movie back. And I, I said this for months, like this was probably going to be my first movie back. I, yeah. I think you've been you've been to, to the theater a few times, right, Bill, before this? Yeah, my, my uh, first one back was, I think it was Wonder Woman was my first one. Oh, 84. Back. Okay, yep, yep. And then, you know, of course, Mortal Kombat. I've been choosy about, about what I've seen in the theaters, but... Um, Mortal Kombat, I saw in the theaters. And oh, I, I bet that was worth it. Of course, this yes, it was very worth it. And then seeing this in the theaters, of course, like it, there's nothing that beats that experience of just like, you know, seeing everyone, like hearing everyone else's reactions to it, kind of live, and you know, yep. being that having that excitement of like, oh, when the you know trailers show up, and then when you get to the opening, you know, Marvel logo and everything like that, it's kind of like seeing Star Wars in the theater. Like you get goosebumps as soon as you hear the. 20th century fox fanfare mm-hmm. yeah you know 
but I'd say there was a lot that made sense in, until it didn't, if that makes any sense. Like, mm-hmm. towards the end, it was kind of like, at the end, it was, you know, okay, I, I get it, but <laughs> I don't get how that tied into Infinity War. I, I mean, I, I understand it, but it's kind of like I was expecting at the end for, like, Steve Rogers to show up and be like, okay, we're going to go break everybody out of the raft. Come with me. Right. It was just like some, some random guy you've never heard of, like all of a sudden has a Quinjet. <laughs> like, okay, here you go. We're going to get into spoilers here pretty soon. So yeah, I definitely want to talk more about that. Go see it. It's worth seeing. I think you know, most people will like it. It's a good popcorn film. You're going to get your money's worth. Let's say it's not really yeah. an Oscar <laughs> movie, it, but yeah, that is, that's it, not it's saying a, it's terrible. It's not. It's just a fun movie. It's just a fun movie to go yeah. go uh, unwind. Very, very yeah. much is, and I think it's the biggest importance I can I can stress with this about seeing it in the theater is that everyone deserves to like kind of get out and you know get back to sort of normal. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think we're ever going to get back to normal, normal like it was. You know, 2019. But I, I think everybody owes it to themselves to get out and you know, not watch it on streaming. Disney's going to be fine if you don't spend the 30 bucks on premier access. <laughs> yeah. They'll, they'll be but all right. You're, <laughs> but you're, um, I mean, you're still supporting Disney by watching it in the theaters, but your, your local theater, that's where, you know, that's where you need to put your money for this. Yes. Yes. Like they deserve it more than anybody. It was like, it was so weird. It was like my first movie again, going to the theater. Like I have not, had that luxury it's exciting it's it an is. exciting experience it's I mean, an event you, you know yeah, it is it is and i pretty much picked up where i left off like i got my popcorn all that stuff it wasn't it wasn't yeah. like oh my god this is great but just uh it just it was great but it felt weird at the same time but uh, going in there like our imax we have it was awesome it was a great way to see the film and yeah it was actually yeah. actually a lot of people it gives me a lot of hope, you know. Like me going back to the theater is a is a big deal because I really stayed away and I just feel safe enough to go now. And you know, you don't always yeah. have to eat things; you can just have a mask on if people rather do that. It wasn't luckily too busy in the lobby and seemed pretty good. Like we were pretty much uh, separated from other people. I went Friday afternoon for like a matinee, so I mean it wasn't packed or anything. Oh, like cool! That, but that's nice. Um, yeah, I'm sure like. You know, if you went like Friday night, you know, during prime time, it was probably, I think that's, that's when you went, wasn't it? Yeah. Like I went, went at 10 o'clock. I went to the last okay. showing and yeah, it was pretty, I don't know if it was pack packed, but it was a good turnout, a good turnout. Yeah. So, which is great, you know, cause it did make, I think it did make 80 million this weekend. That's great. We need the, yeah. the box office to come back. So I think a lot of films have not been fairly uh, hits, I guess you could say, you know, like, like we're mm-hmm. still in the pandemic, so they're not all going to make this, you know, I don't think we should focus on like, Oh, it didn't make that much. It's a failure. It's like, no, no. It, <laughs> like, look at, it's you, a totally different market right now. If you spend the money to go to a theater and you enjoy the movie, it's not a failure. Right. Yep. I mean, though, it doesn't matter what the tomato meter says. It doesn't matter what the yeah, critics say. That. It doesn't matter what the, <laughs> you know, box office numbers say, if you enjoyed the movie and you went to the theater and had a good experience, yes. then that's all that, that's all that matters. Absolutely. Well, yeah, with with that said, we're going to get into spoilers now. So 
go see the film and rejoin us, if you will. And if you've already seen it, well, we'll get into it. First off, this isn't a big spoiler, I guess, but I, I've talked to you about this. I really love that cover of Nirvana in the the uh, title oh, yes. song. I think Ma- uh, Malia J sings it, I think. Um, yeah. Hauntingly um, good. Hauntingly good. The Yeah, the cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yes. It's, it's so different because that the original version by Nirvana is so like fast paced and mm-hmm. hard hitting. And this, um, this one's very slow. It's very haunting. Um, it's very melodical, like, you know, it, mm-hmm. like it's, uh, very, very much more like instrumental and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's kind of like, I would compare it to the, uh, the cover of mad world they did for Donnie Darko. Nice. Because, um, you know, that, that original, like, Tears for Fears song was very, like, upbeat and everything like that. And then you hear the, like, you know, the slow piano and everything like that. And it's, like, a totally different tone shift. And it works really well with this film, what they did with Smells Like Teen Spirit. Because yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's in a scene where, like, they're basically loading all these kids into, you know, shipping containers and sending them off to the Red Room. And it's, you're getting, like, this feel of all these kids being separated from their quote parents i mean most of these people are supposed to be like orphans or something like that but then you get like the you get kind of like the family setting at the beginning of the movie and you think like oh these are you know they're i mean you kind of know already if you've watched endgame that natasha never knew her father Mm -hmm. you know so it's like obviously this is an adopted family or something like that and then like they get into it and it's you know, this, they go to Cuba, they get flown off in the middle of the night to Cuba. They're being pursued by shield agents. Um, then it's kind of like, it breaks this whole family dynamic dynamic apart. And all of a sudden, like these kids are separated from who they thought were their parents. And it's kind of a emotional roller coaster in the first 30 minutes of the film. It's as um, dark as it gets. I think, you know, yeah. it's very effective and, it goes places where the rest of the movie, I think, is afraid to go to, in my opinion, just because mm-hmm. of the one example. Um, I mean, we know from, I mean, shit, that Age of Ultron flashback was pretty dark itself. And we, without them saying things, we knew how bad it was, you know. So I think they could have done more of that. I like that they did yeah. that in the beginning with the song. That was very effective. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, there's that scene where they're in the helicopter. They rescue um, uh, David Harbour's character uh, from mm-hmm. prison, and they're making this joke about <laughs> getting their hysterectomies. Yeah, I just felt that and was he's kind just of like, yeah. He's just like visibly disturbed. He's like, oh, okay, TMI. Yeah, it's like um, it's like they're talking about bowel movements. Like that, I get. But this was like, yeah. I mean, I know. I'm not saying like I want this to be dramatic as hell but it's like i almost rather them not even bring it up if they don't want to really tackle how terrible that is you know yeah well and i mean they even kind of show that in the flashbacks of you if you're right during the during the song they like show these um little girls being like strapped down to um you know medical tables and like Mm -hmm. all these procedures being done on them and stuff like that and it's kind of like it's dark yeah yeah you get a sense for like really how dark it is i think and that works a lot too for the the setting the tone of the film and getting you kind of 
more invested in what these characters are going to go through. Right. Uh, like when they land in Cuba, so, you know, David uh, Harbour's character and Rachel uh, Weiss's character, they just kind of become more um, uh, workers for the cause rather than parents. It's like, okay, that that was done. Kind of like, uh, you know, we got, we just filmed, we just finished filming our TV show cut and, you know, they kind of, one goes off to get yeah. fixed and David Harbour is talking to uh, Ray Winstone's character, Drakoff, who basically runs the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's just kind of in it for himself, but he does change his demeanor when he talks to the kids. Cause as he's talking to uh, uh, Drakoff, his Russian accent comes in, which I, when I, when we first get to see these characters, I'm like, whoa, where's the Russian accents? Like, what the hell? Like they're damn good at English accents here. So yeah. that made sense. Like they were just like sleeper agents, sleeper cells. And I guess the kids always knew, right? But I think they got they got tricked kind of. Like they started believing this was real, this family. And aspects of it were, obviously. Yeah. When you live with somebody for three years, you know, you will get close in some ways, even though, you know, I think you could as a kid especially, you clearly forget what's what's true i guess you know like you you fall in mm-hmm. love with this this uh you, fiction you fall in love with the idea mm-hmm. the idea more than the fact more than the you know yeah. fact of the matter or whatever but right. i mean you kind of you kind of do get that sense when they're when they're going over with the um the photo album and yep. you know they have like they, they say like oh we did family pictures of you know our summer vacation and our christmas and everything all in one day but you know, they, they even say like, oh, I knew that the, the Christmas presents were just boxes wrapped in paper, but yep. it was still fun to tear them open. You know? Right, right. Like you, you get the sense that like they were just completely robbed of their childhood, which neither one of, neither uh, Yelena nor Natasha had mm-hmm. parents before this, mm-hmm. you know. Or so they were told lies. They were kind of, yeah. They were kind of like given this family and then. All of a sudden, it's like, okay, it's time for you to go to the red room and get your insides scooped out. Like, right, oof. right. We'll turn you into mindless killing machines, pretty much. Uh, well, yeah, that generation weren't too mindless. Um, you know, they, they, you know, we we come to know like the new, I guess, the new regime of Black Widows are mind controlled entirely, versus yeah. having their own mind. I guess maybe Natasha set the stage for that to happen when she defected. You know, I wonder if that's why they decided well, when she, to go that um, when, when she defected, like I think when when she defected and everything like that, and went to Shield and was, you know, say sort of spared by Clint Barton and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, she kind of did that like on her own free will, and then they realized like, oh, okay, if we take their free will away, then we'll make them more effective killers. Right. And that's kind of like where the whole serum thing came into play, or whatever, like with Rachel Wise's character, Marlena, she was, uh, you know, we see her on the farm. She's like basically mind controlling these pigs to do everything that they, you know, like go around, navigate this maze. And like, I don't know, it's kind of disturbing when she like pulled up her little pad and she's like, okay, now stop breathing. Yeah. And I'm like, save the pig. What the hell are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, that was, that was dark. You know, Marvel relies on a lot of humor. And yeah, I'll give them that. Like, that was that was something they 
could have definitely been scared to go with. You know, it's a defenseless animal that stops breathing. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's parts where they, they went they went there, you know, and I just kind of wish there was consistency. I just felt like some of it, jokes, you know, just ruined the whole, like, you know, take this in, how bad. I think it took away mm-hmm. how bad this organization was because every time they brought it up, it was a joke, like the hysterectomies, for instance, was just kind of like, ha, 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 we're laughing about it, we're joking about it, and all this shit. Like, it's really fucking dark. If, if, um, yeah, uh, is it Alexi? Is that David Harbour's character, the father? He's yeah. the, uh, he's the red, red guardian. Um, red guardian. Yes. But it's fucking dark if he knew this was going to happen to those kids because he, he told him, like, you're fighters, but like, did he know? what the widow program was or was he just I, assuming it was I just, they just trained him to kill. He was like, okay, we're just training them to be killers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like who can fly under the radar more than a child, especially mm-hmm. a little girl, you know? Right. I don't think like he really knew. I think Rachel Wise's character knew everything. Cause she was kind of like the one helping him develop everything. But I don't think that Alexi knew specifically what was going to happen to everybody mm-hmm. it was it was more of like a ignorance is bliss kind of thing like i know you're going to do some terrible things to these kids but oh well yeah uh-huh. i'll just sugarcoat it my own head like yeah know. like he kind of he was kind of seemed delusional to me which i mean you kind of get that you kind of get that uh impression when he's in the prison and he's like sitting there talking like mm-hmm about oh i fought captain america in the 80s and then that guy's like well he was in the ice during that time what are you yes. talking about and that made me wonder like is it possible if if steve always existed in throughout the timeline and frozen uh, did he battle an older steve rogers did he really battle him or is he making this shit up he could be you know when he was I th- yeah go ahead yeah I, I didn't read too much into that i think he was just making shit up to most likely I mean, you, you kind of get the the sense that like when the whole reason he's in prison is because Drakov kind of, you know, lost his uh, use for him. Mm-hmm. Like I think the whole, the whole history of the Red Guardian was he was made to be, um, you know, Russia's super soldier. I'm talking like the USSR Russia. Yes. Like he he was meant to like win them the Cold War single handedly, and when he didn't do that, he was like, okay, well, you'll rot in a prison for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think he was very much like the, you know, the communist um, superhero. I wonder kind if of thing, it, but you know, it would have been better. But I know that just makes him. That just makes it doesn't make him as a, a gray character, if you will. Like if he tried, if he found out what the widow program was and tried to stop it, and that's how he got put in prison. That's dark. Yeah, but it kind of. I don't know. To me, I think that would have been a better idea of how he got into prison. Like, he just knew too much. Of course, they would have just probably killed him and not put him in prison. So, I don't know. I mean, it it just, I just wish he, yeah, I wish he was totally oblivious to what happened because, you know, when they pick up again, it's like they're not really tackling. The only issue they're really tackling is that whole family dynamic of not being real. Nothing else. Like, Like, I wish they would have been like, you knew what was going to happen to us and you let them take us, you know, after all that time mm-hmm. together, like that shit, I think would have been 
great to have in there. But I know it it gets into a dark area. I get it. It's an MCU film. Not saying I want to go in and just be bummed out, you know. I think but I think there was creative ways to do it without being bummed out. Like not necessarily saying the things, but relating to them or or uh, you know, kinda like Ultron did, you know. We didn't really get yeah into how dark, but we gotta it was just enough, you know. I think it was just enough to balance, you know, your own mind could create what they went through versus actually yeah. seeing it or talking about it. Um, that's the only problem I have with a lot of these MCU films. It just feels like they're afraid to go places, right? I think they are a little bit afraid to go into like those darker territories because they know that um, ultimately kids are going to go see these because they've, yes. you know, they've established the Avengers and everything like that as characters. And I think, you know, you really with a superhero movie, you want to tailor it to the whole family a little bit. Yeah, I, and I, mean, I get that. This was rated rated PG thirteen. I think if they went a little farther with it, then mm-hmm. it probably would have gotten a hard R rating, right? Like right. very very easily. It's not it's not a DC but, property because uh, DC probably would go there. But um, I guess yeah. that's, that's I mean that's that's the thing. I think a lot of people need to give DC is I think they'll go there more. You know, Marvel Marvel will have a time where they they'll I think they will be more serious perhaps. Um, with their yeah. characters, that might be a way to to do it. Like really get into like Tony's alcoholism. I'm not saying you have to make him big depressing films, but yeah, I mean I get it. It's a formula. It's successful. I totally get it, and I I do enjoy the films. They're, they're willing to, yeah. I mean, and, and they're willing to touch on that and like give you just enough so that you can use your imagination to fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, they're they're not really gonna full on go there, but. What did you think of Taskmaster in this? Well, I don't know much about the character. I did like the look of the character. I thought it was very interesting. It it, it can mimic other people. It fights. I didn't see the twist coming, honestly, um, which was it was um, uh, Drakoff's daughter who Black Widow thought she killed. I guess in a way she did kill her, and he put her back yeah. kind of like Humpty Dumpty. Uh, I would, you know, the biggest shock I had was the actress they used because she didn't really have speaking parts. And it's an actress I've seen in many things. Um, I'm going to butcher her name. It's like Olga Kurlinkoff or Kova. Olga, Kur- yeah, Kurlienko. Yeah, good, good job. That's why. That's why you're here. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, fix these names. I'm saying, but she um, was a Bond girl. She was, but she's been in other yeah. things. Like, she's really a good actress, and I. I do, I do appreciate seeing her. I think that was, uh, it made me really like pay more attention to the character when yeah. that was revealed. I did, I did like Taskmaster. Right. I think, I think for a fan of Taskmaster though, like I'm, I'm not. I, it's not like, I just don't know enough about him, you know, or her. Let's say. So here's my thing with it. Yeah, I am a huge fan of Taskmaster. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of my favorite villains because yeah, he's not. He's not like a haha, I'm going to destroy the world type of villain, but he's very methodical and mm-hmm. he's very vocal. So making him a mindless robot oh, was fuck, kind of really? dumb for me. Yeah, but I get so it. the whole thing with the whole thing with Taskmaster is that he does like he naturally has a photographic memory, so he can watch a video of yes. Captain America fighting, you know, AIM or Hydra, and all of a sudden know how to use his shield, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, making Taskmaster kind of like a 
mind controlled robot was mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. I was very I was excited by all the scenes with Taskmaster in it. Yes, so was I. Uh, and I love the fact that like they kind of went a different way and making him like this kind of like they did with Winter Soldier, like made him this, you know, mute mm-hmm. badass. Yeah. kind of thing. And then all of a sudden when you get the reveal it's kind of like, oh, yeah, okay. it's weak sauce when you think about it that way. Also, the one thing that's very weak, in my opinion, you could say that they gave her a robotic body, but she clearly looks like a dude when the mask is on, and it probably is doing the fights well, and shit. And I think that it's uh, they kind of did that purposely, like yeah, and I get it. Yeah, I, I don't try. I don't try to think that like every movie is trying to be super woke. Yeah, but. You know, it's kind of like making her um, Antonia, like giving the the reveal at the end that she's Antonia was, I think it was good. Mm-hmm. But what I really wanted this film to do was be like, okay, Taskmaster was working for the Red Room and then the Red Room gets shut down and Taskmaster just kind of goes off and does his own thing. And, yeah. and I say he because like I'm, I'm going off of the comics. You know? Of course. Like, yeah. Like. So it's another Mandarin like, situation, kind of. Like, yeah, but like in the in the comics, like they've even used Taskmaster to train like a new group of Avengers because he's that good. Damn, like he can he can take on the the core group of Avengers single handedly. Mm-hmm. I think like putting the idea of Taskmaster out there was good. Um, maybe we'll like even see somebody like working for the power broker or something like that become Taskmaster. Yeah. There you go. The way they could redcon it or fix it is it's an, it's a prototype concept, and then they'll actually get the real Taskmaster, if you will. Just because uh, I'm not saying that because yeah, I'm not saying because uh, you know she's a woman and all that stuff. I don't give a shit about that. But you pretty much no, destroy that character. Like it, she's no longer a villain anymore. So you're not going to get those yeah. unless she trains. Like you said, they could incorporate her training Avengers. But is she anything without that? helmet that can mimic and shit i mean i guess she could do the moves without the helmet but that helmet clearly has the tech right that helps her mimic or chip in her head whatever yeah i think it was it was more like with the whole with the whole like brainwashing and everything like that like um i don't know i think that the helmet kind of helped because it kind of looked like when they first introduced taskmaster and she's sitting in the in the chair, like watching a video of, you know, Black Panther fighting in Leipzig, right from Civil War. Right. Yes. Yep. And then they just like kind of unplug him and like, okay, time to go to work. You know, it's kind of like very. You're getting into like uh, Winter Soldier type territory there. I think maybe it's just like more of a hypnotic suggestion. Like I think the, I don't know if like the tech like actually like just kind of matrixes that. <laughs> Yeah, knowledge into your brain or what? It's very but, vague, right? It's just kind of... I don't know, but I mean, she survives at the end, so you never know. She could come back as somebody. I don't know. At the end, when they when everybody like kind of escapes, except for Natasha, it's like, okay, but where did these people go? And we didn't really get an answer except for Yelena. Like, we get a answer for her in the end credits, but... Yeah, like, um, what'd she say? Like, they're gonna go back to her farm or some shit, or what? What was? What was the destination? Did we? Did we know? Uh, they're just going I, to. I don't think they know. I think they're just like <laughs> just fly us where. Well, she she gives her okay. So Natasha goes into Drakov's office mm-hmm. or whatever, and, and downloads this yes um, data for all the 
sleeper black widows across the world. There you go. That's and right. Yep. Hands her, hands her, you know, she hands Yelena the data along with the serum that kind of breaks them of their mind control. And it's like, okay, you can make more of this, go find everybody and release them from control so they can have their own lives. That's right. Yep. Yep. And so it's kind of like, okay, that's, that's whatever. But when they show this map of like all these people, it's like Cerebro almost. Yeah, it kind of is, right? When he like looks up like all the mutants and humans that are across the world, it's like really you're gonna go from, you know, ocean to ocean just freeing these like millions of people. Okay, well, but, you know, um, you you could fly it over states and stuff, I guess, and drop it off uh, if they had yeah. to do it that way. That's one way, but yeah, that's that's gonna be a lot of missions right there, just tracking them down and. <laughs> I, could, I could almost see them using this is reaching, but I can almost see them like making a uh, Disney plus series about that. Maybe like how they went and freed everybody. But uh, so before we talk about the, uh, the end credit scene and everything like that, um, I want to reiterate one thing on here. Like this was supposed to come out a long time ago. Yes. So this was supposed to be released before Falcon and the Winter Soldier came out. Mm hmm. And they had to adjust fire with, you know, everything with the pandemic and everything like that. So we get to see Julia Louise Dreyfus's character in the post credit scene. Um, her Contessa, whatever kind of long fucking name. I can't It's kind of like a, a bad version of Nick Fury, right? I mean, it's kind of like an yeah. anti-hero group she's forming, sort of. Yeah. So she's the same one that recruited um, the recruited U.S. agent. Yes. And in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So it looks like she's kind of putting together her own dark Avengers, maybe, or yeah. her own like separate group of Avengers. Um, but she hands, she hands Yelena a, uh, you know, iPad kind of thing that shows mm-hmm. Clint Barton's face on it and says, yeah. this is the person responsible for killing Natasha. Right. I'm like, Oh, what? So I think this kind of like sets up the Hawkeye series that we're going to get where he's training Kate Bishop and everything. And maybe he has to kind of like go underground or something, but hopefully they uh, expand on that a little bit. I did. I do love the character that she plays though, that Julia Louis directors yeah. plays because she's just kind of like an unapologetic asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. Like she's, there's this big somber scene where Yelena goes up to Natasha's grave and she's standing there and it's, you know, the secluded area and she's like on the verge of tears. And then all of a sudden it's like, she's like blowing her nose and she's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm allergic to the Midwest. <laughs> cause she, yeah. Cause uh, Florence Pugh whistled and that was their thing with each other. And I was like, Oh my yeah. God, is Natasha going to just walk out of the woods and whistle? Like, Oh my God, she's back. But no, we don't get, yeah. That. I really hope they end up using, um, I really hope they end up using Florence Pugh more in the MCU. She was the, I think I, I focused more on her than I did on Scarlett Johansson throughout this movie. I think that was maybe the point. Yeah, I do too. Was to introduce her character. Yeah. Um, because she's just a, she was an absolute badass. And I mean, like, yep. you know, she had a great sense of humor. She'd fit it. She'd fit in great with the core group of adventures that are left after Endgame. Yeah, she, she's um, great. Like bringing her in as the new Black Widow and then bringing in John Walker as the new, well, I mean, U.S. agent kind of does his own thing, but. Um, yeah, I like that. I, I don't like know. That. It's think... kind of like the B team <laughs> in yeah, a way. <laughs> it's, I can kind of see them being like the Thunderbolts or something like that. Like I think under that could be where they're going. Ross and yeah. 
Well, yeah, um, um, I wanted to bring that up really quick because um, I know we're getting we're in the credits. But did you find William Hurt's appearance weird in the film? I did, but I kind of I kind of thought of it this way: like they kind of throw this at you when he was first coming after Natasha. Yeah, but um, she's like, "You don't look so look so good." What is this? Your second bi- triple bypass? Yeah. Um, so it looks like maybe the events of civil war have caused him to kind of relapse in his health maybe but but we see him like healthy in infinity war so True. i don't know if it was maybe just the actor was kind of like you know because he's not in the movie a whole lot no he's not he but every get... time he just it looks like they de-aged him or something like what the hell guys like really yeah i mean <laughs> unless they made him you, try to make him skinny his... or thinner yeah, I mean, if you if you look at his like headshots on IMDb and stuff like that, it's he looks very, I don't want to say doughy, but yeah, you know, he he looks very not like yeah Thaddeus Ross, right, right, right. So um, he's got the wig and stuff. So yeah, I think I think maybe the like kind of makeup did a makeup fail with him a little bit because he did look a little off. I thought so too. Um, yeah, that's the only thing. I just was like, I know he wasn't in there much, but. The thing I didn't really understand was like at the ending, I'm talking like before the yep. credits and everything. I'm with you. Is like, you know, shields all coming to Natasha. You know, they they destroy the base. She sent out like a stress signal to them or whatever to know, let them know her, their location. They show up. Everyone else takes off but Natasha. And then we like say two weeks later, she's got yeah. her blonde hair. She's got a Quinjet and she's ready to go off and rec- you know yeah go off into infinity war world it's like did she just escape <laughs> well like did they just let her go like what the hell i think that you know we were gonna get the iron man cameo which we talked about before i yeah. didn't realize until after the film like oh yeah that never happened i think iron man helped her get free of ross and supposedly robert downey jr did film a scene but the director side decided against it she wanted Black Widow to basically do her own thing. And so it's up to us, I guess, to fill in that blank. Like, how the hell did she well, get out of that situation? Well, maybe when we get the the Blu-ray release or whatever, maybe there will be, like, a, a deleted scene or something that kind of puts that together. I mean, they like to do – Marvel loves their deleted scenes. And mm-hmm. What I was kind of expecting was, like, Cap to come out and be like, Natasha, come with me, and then there's a Quinjet waiting behind the trees or something. Right. Not just like this arms dealer that gets her all this stuff that we've never been introduced to before. All of a sudden has a Quinjet and she's like, okay. And she takes off on her own. Like we know that we know that Captain Rogers goes to, you know, and by this time he's like got the beard grown out and everything like that. We know he goes to the raft and breaks everybody out except for Ant-Man and Hawkeye. Right. You know, we know he goes and breaks everybody out so that they can help him in the, you know, Infinity War when that part comes up. But it's like it, it's never really. A, there's a lot that's not explained. And I'm like, oh, you know, like I thought this was supposed to tie a bunch of stuff together and give us a bunch of answers. But it gave us more questions than it did anything. What they should have done. I get it. They want her to do her own thing. They don't want her to be rescued by the, the director. Actually, says she didn't want help from the boys, you know, but I think yeah. what they should have showed us was Ross captured her. She meets up with Tony. He's got that f- cell phone that goes right to cap. 
and she's <laughs> probably trying to get her family back together, her other family. And Tony yeah. gives her the number and lets her get out of there. And then she contacts Cap. Maybe she steals a Quinjet on her way out. She contacts Cap. And then that's how they... I think that would connect it better. Because, yeah, the, the dude that kept hooking her up in the film, it's like, where's he getting his shit from? And he didn't really do anything. Like, he just just seemed like a wasted character. Like, he shows up. He's charming. Mm-hmm. Here's, your, here's what you need. I'm out. You know, I'm like, okay, I get that. Um, yeah. I don't know. Or when she was, maybe she left with them in the helicopter and they had this whole conversation once they settled somewhere or while they're in flight. And she's like, mm-hmm. okay, I know what I need to do. And then show her two weeks later, maybe. It just felt, it felt like we were robbed of that encounter. And if they didn't want to go there, which I get because we just saw this giant action scene then I would just have her go with her damn parents or other family and then quickly talk about going with, you know, I got to, I got to write this now, you know, and then whatever. I thought that was not handled properly. Maybe we'll get that explanation in like another series or movie or something or it's not necessarily terrible. Like Like we can make up our own minds. I think what I just said might be even better, better what they give us. Who knows? (laughs) I don't know. There was a, I would say my expectations were met with the movie. Yeah, I had a good time. I, there was stuff I wish could have been done differently or added or same something like that. But I don't know. I think it's uh, I think it's a good movie. It's a good return to the MCU. It's a good showing of what we're what we can expect going forward into Phase Four. Yeah, from not, a big screen perspective, not just from a small screen perspective. Like, yeah, I think we're we're already like in agreement that you know the Disney Plus series have been great. Yeah, I think they um, really helped in a, a lot in establishing like yeah, and establishing like a continuation of the narrative going forward. You know, but yeah, um, I'm really hoping that at some point we get like more of an explanation for some of the kind of loose threads that have been hanging there, but I hope so. Um, overall. Yeah. I, I stick by my original statement of four out of five stars. Really good movie. Yeah. And I put it there too. Um, I'm more excited about the Hawkeye series now, knowing that possibly we'll get Florence Pugh in there. Hopefully yeah. hope the user, that would be wise. It makes well, sense. Well, and his series is supposed to cover some of the time that he spent as Ronan. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, you know, from like when his family disappeared to when he meets up with Natasha in Endgame. Right. And I can I can see him being like, okay, I want to retire and spend time with my family. I just got him back after five years, so let me train a replacement kind of thing. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, I can. My my wheels are kind of turning with the Hawkeye series. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see Jeremy Renner back as Hawkeye because he's. I know he's a very underrated character. He is. He is. He never really MCU. got a cool costume. I think that, that hurt him because it's funny. The yeah, first, he just yeah, he just kind of got like a generic shield outfit like Natasha did, and I'm like, okay. well, they never went purple either. Like they 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 got close. There was like tones well, of purple, you know. But I was like, just go for it, man. It's a yeah. fucking comic book movie. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they didn't need to go full on with like the little wings on his head and all that shit. No, 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 no. But I think a helmet would have been cool because he is human, you know, and shit. He's going to be falling and stuff like you should wear a damn helmet. Captain America does. And Iron Man clearly does. Thor doesn't need one. Uh, Black Widow, I guess, moves so quickly. She doesn't. (laughs) Um, Yeah. 
But no, I think they robbed him of that. I think that would have been really cool for him to have some kind of maybe a tech on his helmet that he could target even better. Um, I know they yeah. played around with him having sunglasses in the first Avengers, like uh, the promos they <laughs> they had. I think he wore glasses, but not the movie at all. Yeah. Well, they went more with his appearance in the MCU. They went more with the Ultimates. Right. Uh, Hawkeye. So he's just he's basically just like a purple vest and sunglasses and like, you know, his head's exposed. I think that's just it, man. I think it's just the outfit was not but, uh, flattery. Yeah, enough. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, I like the Ronan outfit. I'm glad they kind of like used that more. Yeah, and he went anything. But. Yeah, and he went for it with the haircut. Totally. Like he really was committed yeah. to that for sure. Yeah. Um, David Harbour's Red Guardian. I'm I love that there's another super soldier and I I. Going back to him talking about fighting Captain America, I could easily see just him being constantly compared to him during his training. And obviously, that's what they wanted. They wanted their own Captain America. So to live up to that, mm-hmm. obviously, even though he's on a round, that's a rivalry type figure. It could be for him. So especially if he got thrown in jail, right? He's like, he's like, I was good. you know, And I'm going to talk about battling him even though yeah. i didn't but i mean yeah he breaks that dude's wrist i'm like that's a little dark that's cool but i yeah. enjoyed him i i love david harbour and i'm i'm bummed that his hellboy didn't wasn't successful obviously it was a mess kind of but i'm so happy that he's in the mcu now and i hope i really hope they utilize him i think they could easily put him up with um the new captain america you know and um bucky mm-hmm. Winter Soldier. I love yeah. the costume. It, it's very similar to, to Caps. And I, I thought he had his own shield. The toy teased that, didn't it? Didn't the toy have a shield on it or something? Or yeah, um, I, I'm pretty sure he did. But then, like, he ends up taking Taskmaster's shield yeah. at the end. But and then, like, losing it five seconds later. But uh... yeah, and it's smaller too. So I did admire like they weren't trying to exactly copy Caps' um, shield. But yeah, I was waiting. Yeah. I was waiting for uh, Red Guardian's shield. I, but I am so happy to say that he didn't die. I thought for sure he was going to kind of sacrifice himself because he's he's a little out of shape. He's older, but he's taking on Taskmaster. Yeah. He's getting his ass kicked, and I was just like, "Oh shit!" I think he's going to die. But no one died. So um, yeah, thankfully. I mean, obviously Natasha does later on. That was the only thing with this movie is there wasn't like a sense of tension. With yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know that, like... The stakes, yeah. Um, Yelena's going to take over as Black Widow. You know that they were setting that up the whole movie. Yes. And Natasha obviously isn't going to die. So, like, the rest of them was kind of like, well, if we never see him again, it yeah. sucks. But it's kind of a shoehorned in film just because a lot of people wanted a Black Widow film and they just didn't line it up in time. They've been wanting a Black Widow film since forever ago. Yeah. Um, I think he... Even uh, David Hayter, who um, is the voice of was the voice of Solid Snake in nice. Metal Gear Solid, um, yeah. he had a treatment for one back in like 2000 or something like that that never got off the ground. But I think it was it was more along the lines of like the you know David Hasselhoff Nick Fury movie. It was like oh yeah yeah. It, it wasn't like a this is way before the MCU. Was oh yeah yeah. It's like television territory kind of, wasn't it? Or... Yeah. I don't know. I think uh, it introduced us to some good characters. I did like uh, Red Guardian's like fighting style. He was more of like a 
it was more aggressive and sloppy. It wasn't as polished as right. Like Captain America's, you know, he was more of like a like trying to be big and intimidating, and then he just got his ass kicked by a girl, which is kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, I think they did really good with with this movie. It was uh, good to finally see Natasha's side of things, and I think it will be kind of a positive direction going forward for the MCU. I really like them to do um, maybe some period piece films. Like I know they they touched upon this one was like ninety five, and then Captain Marvel was in ninety early 90s i think i think uh, i know yeah red guardian hit yeah it was sloppy i think some of it was just due to he was out of commission for a while i'd like to see him in pro- in his prime to see how different he would have been and maybe he was the same i don't know but and he just spent like however many years 20 something odd years in prison too so. true true yeah and he was clearly out of shape like trying to get the outfit on thugs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's pulling that the, was uh, kind of funny that was funny I, I read a meme or something about saying like how we all feel putting on an outfit or no, it was yeah, a, after being quarantined or something. It was a cosplayer. I follow actually. I was like, that still fits. Cause he's a little heavy, you know, heavier. And he's like, yeah, this is the feeling I get when I put my costumes on. Uh, yeah, I dug that, but I also loved the young David Harbor in the uh, 95 version. In the beginning, like I would love to see that time period or another time period. Like, I think that's where they should go too if they want to, explore mm-hmm. while these actors are young like clearly david harbour could look young as he did i think um mm-hmm. but yeah i really dug him like you know you first see his powers when he flips that trailer out of the way for the airplane and him on the wing of the plane shooting and he had good targeting uh, skills so i would have loved to have seen him yeah as a red guardian then i think that would have been pretty cool yeah, and if they ever want to play around with old Steve Rogers or maybe even Winter Soldier, they go toe to toe. Who knows? That'd be cool. I'd love to see that. But yeah, it, like you said, it it yeah. did introduce a lot more characters. It built helped build the universe more, which is great. Yeah, I look forward to seeing more. I hope we get to see more of these characters. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah, I like the film. It was good. I I would like to see it again. Might take my daughter to see it. Since, you know, they joke about hysterectomies, it can't be that bad, right? <laughs> God. No, yeah. I know. I mean, I'm not trying to nitpick. Don't get me I, wrong. I just, that was one thing I was like, I did mm. like, yeah, I did like a lot of the humor in it. Like, yeah, Yelena's giving her shit about her like pose and everything. It's like, oh, such a poser. And she tries it herself. That was funny. She's like, Ugh. yeah, she's like, oh, <laughs> that was cool. Uh, yeah, I think she's going to be an awesome Black Widow. I'm excited to see what she does with the, with the character and. I like that she has a Russian mm-hmm. accent. I think a lot of people wished Scarlett had that accent, but it's cool. It, they never went there. It's fine. Good outing. I think she's. I think she's officially done with MCU. I'm guessing. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, the what ifs. Obviously, she'll probably be in there. I'm. I'm guessing. But yeah, I'm. I'm sure she'll probably voice Black Widow in those, and she'll probably pop back up here and there. They. They can always. You know, with. With all the series they're putting together and the movies and stuff like that, they, mm. they like to go back and forth and like say, oh, hey, here's this person. Yep, here's our um, hits. Here's our hits. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to see more. It's not. It's never been like, ah, oh, that, that was bad. I don't want to see any more. Like, I, I want to see more. I liked what I saw. We, we're mm-hmm. going to be spoiled. We got two more Marvel films this year. Is Shang-Chi next? And then The Internals, I think, maybe? Or vice versa? Yeah. And we got the Hawkeye yeah, series so. as well. So we're very spoiled and fortunate. And then, of course, we got the 
Suicide Squad with uh, Warner Brothers. Dare I mention the competition, if you will? Mm-hmm. Um, not competition to me. Don't get me wrong. I, I, <laughs> I you know, I, I enjoy everything you know, pretty much. I mean, I want to enjoy I everything. Actually, I actually saw. Um, they actually showed the Red Band trailer um, when I went to see uh, Black Widow. They showed the Red Band trailer of Suicide Squad, and I was like, Yeah, you know what? I might actually give this a chance. It looks especially because like, especially because James Gunn, he's like, he's involved in it. I love James Gunn. Yes. Um, but he's like, I want to distance this as far as I can from the previous Suicide Squad. I'm like, hey, I'm okay with that. Yeah. You Disney know, would never let him do a rated R film. Introduce some new characters, bring back some old ones, you know. Okay, we're good. Absolutely. You know, I'm okay with that. It just so. looks like a damn good time. I think it's going to be fun. I yeah. hope it's successful. It, I mean, it's it's James Gunn. It's I, just going yeah. to be just a raw action popcorn film absolutely just go and enjoy it i'm excited yeah i i can't wait that's august i think next month so yeah i believe so but yeah man there's a lot of good movies coming our way and um three guys coming out soon too with uh ryan reynolds oh yes he's like a video game npc looks kind of cool yeah you know before i saw that trailer i was like oh great another ryan reynolds movie with him being ryan reynolds but i do like the concept i think that's pretty cool he's very ryan he's very ryan reynoldsy in the movie yeah it's okay see in the trailer he's kind of like trying to be deadpool ryan reynolds a little bit but there's actually going to be like taika waititi's in it i think he yes movie i think he's the director of the movie do you remember the film those two were in together Previously, huh? The Green Lantern. No, I don't. Yeah, Taika oh, was really? his. Taika wow. was his friend. Oh, that's who, right. Yeah, yep. That's right. That's before a lot of people knew who oh, he was. Yeah, I completely forgot he was in that. <laughs> but no, they're actually uh, some some uh, couple of YouTubers. I think are actually going to be in the movie as well. Oh, sweet! I think uh, Markiplier and Jack Septicai are going to be in it. Um, I heard something that like Logan Paul was going to be in it too. I don't know. Oh. Wow. Which I don't care about. No, I don't either. But, <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, it was, it got me excited to see the trailer with Black Widow because that that's another one that's been delayed forever. It's, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's so crazy, isn't it? Like we got Bond coming out and I, I went to see Black Widow with my cousin and I, I looked over at the No Time to Die standee they had and I, you know, I told him like, isn't that crazy? This That movie's been done for a year now. And yeah, <laughs> it's just like all these films we haven't seen them. It's it's like they're on a yeah. they're in a vault, and it's just weird. But exactly, um, I'm excited. We got a great a great a few movies ahead of us for this year to wrap it up, and hopefully, mm-hmm. 2022 will be fantastic. You know, we'll be out of this freaking mess, and um, yeah, I hope to get us all together before that in uh, in the studio, if you will, and we'll. Uh, yeah. We'll catch up.